0: This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So as we enter into the seventh chapter of the Song of Solomon, the Zion chapter, which is amazing in so many different ways, we're just immediately challenged, completely challenged by the 2 Timothy 2.15, kind of how do we rightly divide the word of truth here, since clearly, (laughs) for whatever reason, of the Protestant translators of after Martin Luther, it would appear the change happened, that this became the first verse in the seventh chapter, or as they did it, the 13th verse that we talked about last time of the sixth chapter. So uh, we are moving into the seventh chapter either way, there's no doubt about that. And, And honestly, I took a day yesterday to just ponder uh, this whole confusion of you know, how we ended up you know, with this situation where that was the last verse in the 13. And I actually did a great deal more study on it to find that clearly if you look in a Greek Orthodox Bible or you look in Catholic Bibles or even the Septuagint um, itself, all have the first verse of the seventh chapter that, that is return, return, O Shulamite, the verse we talked about last time. So <laughs> you know the verse we're talking about today would be in those Bibles, the second verse or the bet verse, but in our case, in the in the case of the Protestant uh faith and the King James Bible, and the way that we study it and the way we divide the Word of God, it is the Aleph verse. and I find that in itself just to study in of itself, but we will read it and go from here. so I, I absolutely think this verse will grab you (laughs) in so many different ways so how beautiful are thy feet with shoes O prince's daughter the joints of thy thighs are like jewels the works of the hands of a cunning workman so you know here again we just have a a new description it's beginning another series of descriptions of the beauty of the bride and beautiful in different ways than we've experienced her before, and I think it's really, really neat if you consider the last verse, um, especially if you consider it as the first verse of the seventh chapter, that we're talking about the um, what would you look upon? That 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 was the question that the beloved. That was the question Jesus asked the daughters of Jerusalem. You know, what would you look upon? And the way that this is probably translated as that, is the dance of the princes, the dance of the faithful. Um, And and so, (laughs) you know, the word dance is critical to how this would then transition here because if they're dancing, then their feet are what's beautiful, right? Because you're, you're seeing the beauty of the dance. And the neat thing about the way that feet is used here, you might think that this is beautiful or the feet of those who have good news, but it isn't the same word at all this word that is used that's translated feet has to do with the cadence or you know the right left left right the, the more of the count of the feet which would again lead you back to this dance and then the shoes is just an absolutely spectacular word um that that would be again connected to because it says the the, the shoes are connected to the fact that she's the prince's daughter. And this beautifully connects again to, you might remember the last time we saw the bride, she said that she was being taken by her soul into the chariots of Aminadib. Well, that that word Aminadib, that is the exact same word as this word uh, prince's daughter. In other words, the the prince's are the Amina dib, and so it's <laughs> that's the connection back to the dance and connection to where we had her last was with those princes and so here she is now dancing in these shoes that would indicate that that she is all of the above there and so the fact that she's dancing and then that's beautiful especially connected to where we go now i think you're going to see is is a is is sort of a marriage dance. I mean, no other way you can go about it, because then we begin to talk about the thighs are like jewels to work on the hands of a cunning workman, and so that word thigh there is the same word that where Israel got his name, <laughs> and, and and that joint of the thigh that that we're talking about, where these jewels are, uh, is that same you know, concept of, you know, that where he was tweaked after, you know, he wrestled with God, he got his name changed. Well, when you think about this word thigh here, you know, from a standpoint of biblically, it's always, you know, translated as loins and the seat of sexual desire. And so this jewel being here is interesting that where the reason why Israel got his name changed was he was wrestling with his brother his whole life or with man. And when he switched from wrestling to that with wrestling with God, you see, his desire went from what he wanted of his families or his brothers to his desire was for God. And he was wanting to be blessed. If you remember, that's a, that's what the story was. And, and so here we see that the, 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 the seat of desire is as a jewel. And interestingly, <laughs> that word jewel there uh, is... is connected to the word ham (laughs) and and the curve of the thigh is definitely connected to the word ham because those are essentially your hams but but i find it fascinating that the root of that is the word that that for the for the man in the bible named ham which which has to do with again this whole idea of of the curve of that particular part of your body and, and and which has to do with a desire to be close to one another, okay? Which is what you know the union is that that's happening here, and so it's really cool to think that here's this desire to be close to God, which gets us back to whole oh, reason what we've been studying, studying is this idea of the statutes, which are the letter kuf, and that is the letter that is the operating word after ham in this idea of the joints of her thighs. So the joint, that, that that word that is translated joint, it is like the word ham with a cuff, which has to do with wanting to be close, okay? And the idea of loins. And, and if you think about it, that this is also, normally when you hear that their sword is strapped to their thigh to protect, right? Their loins, to protect their weak spot. And, and you think about most people where they sin more than any place else, you know, I know it certainly is the case with me, is in our sexual desire. And so this idea of desire, we we need, you know, a sword, so to speak, to protect our flank, which is exactly what this is in so many different ways. Um, But here we see that this particular thigh is a jewel, right? And, And this jewel is by a cunning workman. Well, that word cunning is the word amen, <laughs> like an aleph and a mem and a nun, and it is very much the word faithful, okay? <laughs> like amen, like may it be true, but this is absolutely trustworthy. And therein lies, I think, to the beauty of this verse, that both the dance and the thighs speak to this desire of closeness, of being united with Christ. And, and that's what makes it absolutely beautiful, is here's this tremendous desire, just like Jacob had to be blessed, that he wrestled with God all night. Well, here is this desire to be close to Jesus, and this is what makes be- beauty, because it's 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 a desire that's translated through the, the the feet, which you know are is where you go do something, right? You're going to do something for Jesus. You're dancing for Him in so many different ways and worship worshiping Him, and then your very loins, your very desire, the very um, jewel of your hip is, is in complete desire to, to be united with Christ, which bears fruit, which is, again, where the whole idea is, you know? So, you know, what does this look like in your life? I mean, there's the million dollar question, you know? And, and to me, you know, this is wisdom. This is the ala verse of the seventh chapter. And so when we get to that, you know, how does that, how, what, what is the spark of wisdom that we are to get for this? Well, you know, for me, it's like yesterday, I had so many different things going. <laughs> I could not get through the confusion between the end of the sixth chapter and the beginning of the seventh. I, I had something blow up with a Jesus labor love. Uh, you know, we lost all sorts of data. That's the ministry we have to single moms and widows. And I was trying to struggle through that. And I was struggling through another situation with my daughters who needed a washer and dryer in Alabama. And there were so many things in my life that were drawing my desire away from God that I really couldn't focus. And even in my prayer, where I can normally just quote the 119th Psalm, it took me, you know, 45 minutes to quote what normally it takes me 20 to to quote, because my mind was just not where it ought to be. <laughs> so, which is on God. <laughs> and so i don't know how this looks you know you know in your life but you know when you can when you can just keep keep the desire keep wrestling keep wrestling and eventually you know he's the one who who allows you to find that sweet spot you know that that place where the jewel of yours the of faithfulness of of being in the hip joint so to speak not being tweaked you know, but actually being in the joint and feeling like you're close and operating with God. Like yesterday I felt tweaked, (laughs) I felt tweaked all day. But interesting, this morning God gave me the grace to get back into the joint. And as I got into the joint of feeling and experiencing him, you know, fascinatingly, so many other things come back into place. And I love this place of desire, the cunning workman, the faithful workman. And and that was the idea of if we could keep our faith right in Jesus and just keep working and keep dancing and it'll come together. Thanks for listening.